Welcome to the Golden Ghouls podcast. We are the Golden Ghouls, Alyssa, Kylie, Emily, and we're back to get spooky again. Here we are, episode five. I realized last time, and probably again this time, that we had some critters joining us. There, there they are. <laughs> they um, are there still are raccoons in my ceiling that are trying to. I think they're partying. I think they really are. I think they want to be a ghoul. Um, but we're in the process of humanely getting them out, so it takes it takes a little time. And um, please bear bear with us. We as, appreciate that. I think they really just like ghosts, and I think that when we start talking about them, they get really excited. Because mm-hmm. other than this, they're they're pretty quiet. Yeah. Or they get spooked. They're yeah. scared. Ooh, they're, they're like, like, let ooh, me in, you guys. Girls. Yeah. So, actually, I had a friend in town last weekend, and um, he reminded me of something that happened to me in high school and I have to tell you guys about it before. Please do. I forget. Do tell. So, um, I don't know how I forgot about this, but then as soon as he was like, your friend's dad, I was like, holy shit, mm. yes, that happened. I have blocked it out because it was so very real. <laughs> so, I went to a friend's um, house while I was in high school. They were having like a a fire of sorts, like a bonfire in their backyard. So there were like 10 or 15 kids over and I'd been to his house a few times, but, um, he was more like my boyfriend's friend. So I didn't know him super well. Um, so anyway, I left the the fire for a second to go in the house and go to the bathroom, and I walked past, there was like an office right off of their kitchen, which you got into from the back door, and there was an office that had like a library in it, and there's a desk with one of those, you know, the green desk lamps that has like the pull, Ooh, the yes. pull switch, so mm-hmm. to speak, yes. and that was the only light on in there, and I saw the shadow of a man sitting at his desk and um, I just like kind of peeked in and just kept going and he said are you kids having fun out there and I was like oh my gosh yeah we're having so much fun thank you for having us and he was like of course anytime have a good night so go to the bathroom I go back outside and I tell my friend whose house it was it's like I just met your dad he's so sweet and he says my dad passed away eight years ago (gasps) And I said, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I had no idea. There, there was a man in your house. I, like, I don't know who that is. I just assumed it was your dad. And he was like, it probably is my dad. We see him here all the time. But yeah, he, he passed away about eight years ago in the house. Wild. It was insane. Like, it felt so very real. That I think I kind of just blocked it out because... Right, because it seemed like a normal interaction. It seemed like a very human interaction. Oh, that's horrifying. My But I had to tell you guys before I forgot again. That is crazy. I can't can't believe you... I mean, that makes sense that she would forget. Yeah, I mean, it was just... It was a little too real, so... Wow. Yeah, that, that thing happened. He... That he, makes you really think, like, how many ghosts are we seeing, you know? Yeah. And the, day the to thing day, about it's it, so real like that. Yeah, the thing about it was that, like, 
you know, I didn't really hear, like, I didn't see him fully. I just saw the shadow of a person and didn't think anything of it. But... Yeah, uh, because why would you? Yeah. Right. So, I don't know. Anyway, but I just want to tell you guys that before. Um, and now we're back with our fifth episode with uh, more stories from Salem because it is Salem, Massachusetts. ever haunted and I think it will become a theme throughout because Kylie's got a lot of friends who had a lot of experiences in Salem and mm-hmm. about roundabout so yeah. yeah the wildcat and her friends the wildcat and, <laughs> and her friends um, so I'm going to start with Salem State University which has some ghostly students did you know oh. anyone who went there? Oh, a ton of people. A ton of but people. But no ghosts. But no ghosts. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would hope you weren't associating with them. <laughs> um, I tried. My mom wouldn't allow it. Yeah. She only hung out with the cool kids. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> it was formerly known as the Salem Normal School, <laughs> which I don't know what, what that is supposed to mean. No wonder they changed it. As opposed it. But to abnormal. Later on, you guys are going to hear some other weird school names, and you're going to be like, who was naming these schools? Because... What is the normal school? So anyway, it was the Salem Normal School. Um, it was established in 1854, and it's got quite a few ghosts. So they say that two girls were electrocuted in the Gramley Library, which I don't know how or why this happened, but their spirits reportedly still linger among the stacks of books, which how could you not linger uh, when you were electrocuted? Yeah. Ghosts love books. I don't know too, if it was an accident, if it was on purpose, I couldn't find the facts and figures, but I read this several places, so you know it's got to be true. Um, <laughs> another young woman died in the elevator shaft in Cluel Hall. Cluel Hall. Did she fall in? I I'd I'm have to guess. Yeah, that's, that's what happened. She took a dive. Ooh. Um, and then room two twenty two in the Bowditch Hall. These are we don't know. Names. That sounds right. Yeah. Um, it's especially haunted with reports of the vet, the beds violently shaking. Oh, earthquake. Okay. So I'm guessing that that is a, a dormitory, and yeah. that's the one that you don't want to sleep in. Can I can I put an ad in? Please. Did you guys have earthquakes? No. Oh, okay. One very time. rare, very small. But no, mm. there's no none of it was definitely okay. ghosts. nothing noteworthy. Yeah, okay, I went yeah. to school in Oklahoma. We had earthquakes. Mm. Yeah, one time ninth floor dorm dorm room. Emily was sleeping, taking a little snooze napper. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I woke up to my bed violently shaking. Nope, no. But listen, I I had sneezed at the same time, <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, sneeze. my God. <laughs> <laughs> This is quite the sinus infection. <laughs> Jeez, uh, Louisa. Oh, but then I, I, I learned later on it was a, it was a point three whatever you know hurricane. Yeah, earthquake, hurricane. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, Oklahoma has all of the all natural the disasters. The um, yeah, so violently shaking beds are always going to be a no for me mm-hmm. and me. Um, at the local cinema, ghosts are said to watch movies with you. Well, that's nice. Yeah, it's sweet. Does it say which cinema? Uh, it says Cinema Salem. It's an independent movie theater located on East India Square. Ring a bell? 
Okay. Okay. She's like, maybe. <laughs> um, according to the staff, the place is definitely haunted. That's direct quote. Wow. Um, one former manager says that while the projection booth, while he was in there, <laughs> he saw a man in black Victorian era formal wear sitting in theater number three. Ooh. Yeah, so if you go watch a movie in theater number three, you might have a ghostly friend coming from a party. Emily, that's your date. That is my spot. So you know right where to go to hook it up. Um, there was no movie playing, and the cinema was otherwise empty, so he went downstairs to ask the man to leave. And obviously by the time he got there, the guy was gone because he was a ghost. Wow. And, you know. They're not trying to get caught. Obviously. No. What do you think he was doing? Do you think he... Well, you're saying Victorian wear. Yeah. They didn't have movies then. So uh, he was probably like, wow. This he was is probably just take, I wish we Taking a load off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, shit, this is my favorite technology. He was probably enjoying the AC. Or that. I yeah. love the AC. I I love the AC. That's probably my favorite thing. Yeah. About a movie theater? About anything. anything. Uh, if something doesn't have AC, I don't want to be there. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. They turn it down in theaters, too, so... Yeah, I, it's maybe cold right. as mm-hmm. ice. He was hot. Yeah. Uh, next up is the Morning Glory Bed and Breakfast. They have some ghostly guests. Mm. Yeah, maybe we'll stay there when we go. Sure. I'd love yeah. to. I don't know. We have options for haunted hotels when we go to Salem, so... Yeah. I can't wait. It's located just down the street from the House of the Seven Gables, which we talked about last episode. Um, the building housing this bed and breakfast dates back to 1808, so pretty old, mm. I'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, if you stay there, you'll experience old school New England charm, and most likely <laughs> That's a haunting I or two. <laughs> That's, <laughs> <laughs> That's on her Tinder uh, profile. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Swiping right is that the good one? I don't know. I'm going to swipe. I actually have If one. I see your profile <laughs> says that, I'm going to swipe to whatever means yes, okay? Yeah. 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 Okay. Put it down, ladies. <laughs> the ghost of a young woman wearing clothing from the late 1800s has been seen wandering around the B&B, and guests often hear children playing in the rooms. Classic. Classic. So women and children. Once again. It's a common theme. Yeah. I mean, there are only so few things one can be, so it makes sense <laughs> that... Exactly. Would be one of those things. A person, mm-hmm. a pet, you know. That's it. Yeah. Um, y'all, I read this story. <laughs> it's like, what is going on? This restaurant called Murphy's. It's a pub and restaurant. Um, it's on the back corner of Salem's Burying Point Cemetery. And it's a hot spot for the paranormal as my house is a hot spot for these raccoons. Mm-hmm. Uh, people have reportedly spotted a Victorian-era lady in a powder blue dress and a full-bodied apparition of a boy, and they have a picnic basket. That's cute. Oh, very yeah. nice. I've so, been to Murphy's. Oh. I didn't see anything, but then again, I wasn't... You weren't in that headspace, exactly. maybe. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. you were just wildcatting it up. Throwing back one-sider, as yeah. I do. <laughs> yeah. Before the space was Murphy's, it would it was called Roosevelt's, and Roosevelt's former owner claims he had a face-to-face encounter with a female apparition while he was working alone one night. Uh, then there's the infamous, ca- infamous casket that burst through the restaurant's walls. What? Yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, a casket? Yes, a casket. Com- so, com- infamous. It came through, through the walls. Through the wall. So... <laughs> 
Tim McGuire, who's the co-owner of Salem Night Tour, which I'm, I guess, I'm guessing that's a ghost, a ghost tour option. Maybe we'll take... One of many. Maybe we'll take Tim McGuire's Salem Night Tour when we go. He says he's heard stories and has seen convincing photographs supporting claims that a casket did indeed break through those walls. Um, So in the photos, he said it looked like it was a casket of a small child, possibly a girl. I don't know... What, Where we got that, maybe the way it was decorated. When, when did it fly um, through the wall? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Diners apparently were not pleased with this happening. <laughs> um, There's a damn casket in my casserole. <laughs> yeah, but... Casket casserole for you? Yeah. I, I don't know. So, they say that that corner... <laughs> Of the cemetery is where the Irish Catholics were buried, so they're not surprised that it's extremely active. Mm, The Irish Irish people are extremely active. Yeah. I am an Irish Catholic. You're an Irish Catholic. (laughs) It was your casket. Do you you have people? Tokyo drifting through the wall. Oh, wow. Jesus Christ. Um,. Next up, I don't know how we can beat the casket flying through the wall. nothing can. But next up, (laughs) we're stopping by the Salem Jail. Um, Obviously, a variety of criminals called the Salem Jail home. Uh, This was from around 1885 to 1991, the year I was born. Shout out to 91. (laughs) It, It currently stands abandoned, except for the spirits of those who died while imprisoned there. Many claim to hear crying, screaming, and chains rattling. Mm. Rattling damn chains. Part of the Salem Jailhouse now, it's um, it was turned into a restaurant called the Great Escape Restaurant. Yeah, <laughs> cute. But it's since been closed, and now I think it's like a burger and beer joint. But I wonder if it was closed due to bad business or hauntings. Mm. Good question. Good question, Wildcat. Good cue. Yeah. We'll report back. Yeah. I just want to go to all these places. I know. Um, Some even say that the sounds may be from some of the women who were imprisoned and accused of witchcraft since the original 17th century dungeon where they were holding some of these ladies Mm. sits directly below where the Salem jail is today. Yes. Yeah. So messed up. Jangling those chains, crying and screaming. Yeah. That's what they did. I don't know. Uh, next up, we have the Joshua Ward House. There are several different types of spirits reportedly haunting this site. It was built in 1750, so that would make sense. Lots of history. Mm-hmm. Many people say they feel extremely uneasy upon entering the building. Spirits believed to inhabit the home include Giles Corey, who, as I mentioned, was pressed to death after refusing to enter a plea to the charge of witchcraft. Our Panini oh. boy. Yeah, pan- old Panini. Old Panini. Uh, George Corwin, the high sheriff of Essex County during the trials. High sheriff. He was high AF. Yeah. Ah, stoned. Yeah, to the bone. The marijuana. Yeah, stoned. That yes. Hard? That's tarred. We don't actually know, but he was the high sheriff. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> she I he was stoned and he was feathered. Oh my lord. Same. Um and an unnamed elderly woman who angrily haunts the stairs. She maybe fell down them. I don't know. I <laughs> I'd be angry. She fell and she could not get up. She fell that and she could not. That was the most embarrassing moment of her life. 
And lastly, so <laughs> this this is my favorite ghost. It is again Giles Corey, aka Panini. Um, <laughs> he is said to appear before terrible events happen. So he was an omen. Yeah. So we've talked a little bit about his backstory and how he was crushed, pressed, he was a supporter of the witch trials, and he even testified against his own wife, Martha. But that all changed when he himself was accused of being a warlock. And then that was when he refused to enter the plea deal, and he got tortured. Mm. They thought they could get a confession out of the guy. And then they had to... They, they pressed him to death, they placed a body on your board, and then they placed stones on top of it until right. you are crushed. Do you think they just maybe took the torture too far and they were like, oh, shit, we killed him? Well, that was that was the torturing. They were thinking that, like, because at some point your chest starts to cave in and you can't breathe and people right. are like, okay, I'll say, but he... He did it. And he so. didn't want to. Because he wasn't actually a warlock. Mm, goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. During his torture, the people say he shouted at Sheriff Corwin, damn you, I curse you, and Salem. <gasps> yeah. And then four years later, Corwin died suddenly of a heart attack at the age of 30. Ooh, I think that the there curse. was someone else involved in the witch trials that died suddenly and at a very early age, and they think it was because of the curse. Hmm. I'll follow up with you guys on that. Cool. But anyway, his ghost is now believed to haunt the Howard Street Cemetery, where he appears as a bad omen of sorts. Witnesses saw his ghost floating near his burial site just before the Great Salem Fire of 1914. Weird. Mm. Yeah. So, I think he's my favorite. I love a bad <laughs> omen. You love a good you panini. Love, yeah, exactly. And mm. I love a, a nice sandwich. And so, nice Yeah, there are obviously more haunts, but these were just the the most popular hot mm-hmm. spots. They're the hot spots. They're the tidbits. They're, yeah. You know. Yes, yes, yes. And now, um, yet another reason we're speaking about Salem is because we had another friend of the show write in and tell us their personal story. Yes. So, this is coming from my friend Brendan, and he is, he spent most of his life in Salem. Um, He grew up there. So, I'm going to read you his email. Yay! Hello. Long-time listener, first-time emailer. (laughs) (laughs) My name is Brendan Amnott. I've lived pretty much my whole life in Salem, except for college. I went to Witchcraft Heights Elementary School and played my Little League games at Gallows Hill Park. Shut up. Witchcraft Heights. That's what I'm talking about. Hogwarts? You've got... Oh, my God. You've got Gallows Hill Park? (gasps) Yep. Where the witches were hanged. Yeah. Why do people hang out there? I mean, who was naming it Witchcraft Heights Elementary School? I love that. I love it, but I don't like it. Oh, okay. <laughs> you wouldn't go there. I wouldn't send it's my just, kids it's there. It's part of the everyday life. The history. You know? Yeah. Just... Everybody's a witch and a warlock. All right. Okay. Back to the email. Hmm. Some fun facts about Salem you might not know. During the witch trials, Salem was actually way bigger. It was Salem, Marblehead, Swampscott, Danvers, Peabody, Beverly, Wenham, and Lynn combined. Ah. So that's like yeah. a good chunk of the east part of Massachusetts. All right. Big colony. Mm-hmm. Parker Brothers, the board game company, started in Salem. I remember the factory when I was younger because it was next to the train station. 
The popular game Clue mm-hmm. that they created is based off of a real murder mystery that happened in a house in Salem. <gasps> I did not know I that. Had no idea. Very cool. I had no idea. Damn. The house is across the street from the old Main Street pub on Essex Street in downtown Salem, right near Hawthorne Hotel, uh, which we talked about where in we our last know episode. Mm-hmm. Is spooky. Another fact. H.P. Lovecraft, the godfather of horror, lived in Providence, Rhode Island, but his stories are all set in Salem. In his canon, he calls it Arkham, but the street's names and literal layout of the city in his stories is the layout of Salem. His Miskatonic State Asylum is based on Danvers State, which we mentioned in episode one. Also, his story, The Thing on the Doorstep, (laughs) is his take on the Clue murder. Oh. I need to read that. I yeah, we need to know more about this H.P. murder. He's, a guy? He's good. He's yeah. a good guy. Okay. This ghost story is actually my second, but the first was a literal haunting that occurred over the course of a year. And if I were to type it out, it would feel like you were reading a book and would probably go well over a half hour. So oh. just a disclaimer. We convinced him to face his fears to write us this story and that's going to be for another episode but I'm very excited also I feel like a good way to decipher whether or not a ghost story is real is if the person who experienced it is just feels weird talking about it in the first place because then you know that okay clearly this was a traumatizing experience. Well, that's kind of like my friend's dad, who I, like, blocked it out because I was like, that was so unreal that... It's uncomfortable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very weird. Yeah. (laughs) That's a real thing you don't want to relive. Like, post-traumatic stress stress disorder. I know. PTSD from the ghost. Yeah. All right. Back to Brendan's email. At my second apartment, my roommate was painting her final for her master's. She's an art teacher. She had to create a whole art show type thing, and she was behind, so she was trying to cram, and she asked me if I would read to her while she painted, and I obliged. So I was reading her a short story by H.P. Lovecraft, of course. Yeah. And it was totally silent except for me reading. Suddenly, I thought I heard static, and then someone say my name. Not my first name, though. My last name, which is Amnot. This is only because that's what my friends call me. His nickname. Hmm. I'm not. You know, like Smith, Smitty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyways, I stopped and I was like, um, did you just hear my name? And my roommate said she had not, but also that she had always claimed to be sort of a clairvoyant. And she said weird stuff like that happened around her all the time in the apartment. So I'm like, whatever. And I continued to read. And like five minutes later, it happens again. But it's loud and obvious and so my roommate turned to me with wide eyes and her mouth was wide open and she's like oh my god yeah something is talking to you (gasps) at this point i'm like i swear to god if that friggin thing from my last house followed me i will burn this place to the ground (laughs) (laughs) but she assured me that it didn't feel malicious and i had to agree that it didn't we figured it had come from her laptop speakers which were on the floor But the laptop was closed, and it was not plugged in. Hmm. I tried to distract myself. I finished the story, and she was done painting. And we were going to our respective rooms that were both on the second floor. As we reached the top of the stairs, 
Everything downstairs flipped on, and we heard white noise at full blast. <sighs> Guys, I would... Oh, my God. I would God. crap my pants. I would shit. I mean, my this drawers. is already the a lot. The trousers would be ruined. I already don't want someone whispering my name. Exactly. Let alone and turning then, all my electronics on. the person no. next to you hears it, too? Yeah. No. So you know you're not so crazy? So you know it's happening. <sighs> It had to have been the TV and the stereo. Nothing else could have been that loud. It had to have gone on for about 15 to 20 seconds, and we were just frozen at the top of the stairs, staring at each other, freaking the F out. 15 to 20 seconds too that, long. Yeah. <laughs> Which probably seemed much myself. longer. Oh, yeah. In the moment. Stream. It, <laughs> <laughs> In the moment, it always seems so much longer. Remind me to pack us extra comfort waistband depends for yeah. our Salem trip. Yeah, please. <laughs> can't hold colors. it in. Okay. So we're freaking out. Then all of a sudden, everything just shuts off at once. Nothing in the house had been on prior. She was painting, I was reading, and we weren't even in the living room. Now, at this point, I'm losing it. Like, I cannot go through this again. This is bullshit. I'm about to go cleanse myself in Lake Minnetonka. But again, she assured me that it didn't feel malicious. And she also reminded me that the spirit used my last name. So I was thinking, perhaps it was my good friend who passed away seven or eight years before, who Courtney, my roommate, and I were both very, very close with. It makes sense, too, because he was probably laughing his ghost ass off at the last stunt. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, that was the only time anything like that had happened in this apartment, but it was literally undeniable, and I was with another person who could vouch for my story. Another strange thing happened when I was 15 or 16, My friend Danny and I were down Forest River Park, which was a big park on the coast in South Salem. There are tennis courts, and then behind those, there's a forest that we had never been in. So we were bored, decided to walk through the forest, and suddenly something up ahead of us, we saw something that was so insane, thinking back. There was kind of a clearing in the woods, almost a field. And it was broad daylight, and in the field there was a giant circle of people wearing brown robes with their hoods on. (laughs) It was... And in the middle of the circle was a man who also donned the same brown robe, but his hood was off, and he had a blue mask on. Okay. And the best way I can describe it is to compare it to, like, a blue Japanese Ani mask, but I had no idea what it was. An Ani is a demon. (laughs) So the man with the mask was kind of, like, holding someone as they were bent backwards, and he had their head cradled, and he was speaking very loud to them, almost yelling, but we could not make out one word. Well, probably because it was some damn foreign language, Uh because they were in a cult or doing some weird ritual Mm -hmm. in their brown robes. No, thank you. No, thanks, honey. Thanks. We didn't stick around long. I swear to God, this is 100% true. But we did light off bottle rockets at them and ran. (gasps) And then he wrote, ha, 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 (laughs) ha. Oh, my God. That is insane. He must be, you know, like, someone like... Alyssa, people from Alyssa's family, where he's just, he's basically a medium. Right. I don't know that I'm a medium. I think I'm just more open to it. to it, yeah. Absolutely. I wish I was a medium. Yeah. So, Brendan also, after hearing our first episode in Denver State, wanted to um, 
write a little bit mm-hmm. about that as well. Great guy. Love this guy. Yeah. Scott, oh, yeah. Great. He's, He's got all the facts and figures. Yeah. Very thank knowledgeable. You, for taking yes, the thank time. you, Brendan. And Jess from the last episode. Mm-hmm. Okay. Expanding on Danvers State. My D State story really isn't noteworthy since the police rolled up on us pretty early into it and we spent most of our time cheesing it from them. But to expand. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a phrase that you use there? Yeah. Well, cheesing it? Cheesing? Cheesing it from them? What does that even mean? Like running away? Well, Cheesing like means running, shooting the shit, kind of being I, when little I think rascals. Cheese it, I think it. like he's cheese. Cheese, like smile, you're yeah. cheesing. All right, we don't have. That I mean, maybe here. they were smiling in Tejas. Uh, but all right, keep it on. Mm-hmm. Another fun phrase is "rip a butt." I'm just we know you love that one. It's my favorite. Uh, that sounds like a fart. I ripped a butt. No, <laughs> I ripped, say, I ripped my butt. Rip. Okay. <laughs> So, to expand on what Kylie was saying, it was kind of like a rite of passage around here to go. Like, if you went, you were cool, and if you could grab some documents, you were a legend. Damn. Oh. The raccoons really like that. Yeah, the raccoons loving this one. Hopefully the mic isn't picking up the raccoons, but if so, we have special guests. It's our guest star. (laughs) So, referring to our first episode, one of the ghouls asked... Why did they just get up and leave everything? We did ask that. It's a good cue. Yeah. Here's why. Danvers State was a literal waking nightmare every day for everyone. It was an institution built on 77 acres, which means patients and faculty both lived on the grounds. All of America outlawed institutions because they became weird, isolated communities. Danvers State was built to house 500 patients... By the 1950s, they were housing upwards of 2,500 until they closed. Jeez. So you can imagine Damn. the living Stacked situations. and stacked on top of each other, basically. And it's not regulated, so, yeah. you know. Inmates, or patients, were left to fend for themselves, and many died of starvation in their own filth, which is really oh, sad. Oh, that's, that's so sad. Disgusting. That's why it's um, haunted. People were put in straitjackets and forgotten about. Oh, God. I know. The doctor who invented the lobotomy, that's a weird thing to invent, Mm -hmm. came to Danvers State and they started lobotomizing everyone. Everyone? That's what he says. I mean, it was probably a big majority. It was a big thing back then. didn't have like their main source. They thought that it just solved everything. And I I think this doctor was also very well respected. I think there's like a Kennedy story about it as well. Pass. Yeah. A lobotomy is when they essentially take a shish kebab skewer mm-hmm. and they stick it into the pink corner of your eye and swish it around in your brain. I hate it that. It destroys Put your entire frontal lobe and it turns you into an emotionless walking corpse. They would lobotomize people and then they would just let them wander the grounds. Like zombies. Yeah. Think of the people who worked at Danvers State at the time it closed. You have lobotomy doctors... Then the people who enjoyed torturing and hurting people, sickos who sexually assaulted patients. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, there were a few good souls um, and nurses and doctors who did want to help, but it was such a debacle and it was almost impossible to, you know, to control things. Mm-hmm. Well, you know? I feel like if you work somewhere like that, you either have to be insane yourself or you have to, like, really care about other people. I feel like there's no real in-between. And right, and think about back then, they didn't think 
all of that mental illness was a real, was real thing. Yeah. They just thought these people were nuts, so they weren't going to treat them like humans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ugh, and things so weren't regulated, sad. so yeah, places Awful. like Denver State ended up doing whatever they wanted, essentially. It was almost like experimenting. Yeah. <laughs> Gross. So, you know, they were supposed to help people get back into society... But the place was a living embodiment of hell, and they literally had 300 casualties in one year. Oh, my goodness. Wow. That's insane. Uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is I will not be purchasing one of the condos they built on top of it. <laughs> yeah. Right. P.S. The horror movie Session 9 is about Denver State. Hopefully I can tell you my haunting story sometime. Brendan. Oh, my goodness. Thank you, Brendan. That, that is so interesting. story. First of all, I love all the facts and figures because we know, need it. I just do. But if that's not even his wild haunting story, I I can't wait to I'm, hear. Yeah, I'm a little nervous. I mean, I'm a little nervous too. I mean, he's scared. Maybe we can find a way to actually get him on the air. That would be nice to hear it from his mouth. We hope to figure. We hope to figure yeah. that out. Make it nice. Yeah. Wow, thank you so much, Brendan. That the people in their robes, I feel like I'm going to dream about that tonight. I've been having really vivid dreams recently, mm-hmm. and I feel like that is going to come into play because I've had that image in my head since I read it yeah. earlier today when he sent it to us. So I'm going to Japan tomorrow, so I'll Ooh. be sure to bring you guys some Oni Ooh, masks. Can... Oh, she's oh right. Oh, my gosh. When Kylie gets back, we are 100% having an episode about Japan. Totally. So if anybody has any stories from Japan, we would love to hear them. <gasps> what about the suicide forest? Oh. Well, yeah, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> oh, okay. Please don't. don't yeah, we but... don't want you going, but... Have you visited the suicide forest? Let us know. If you have. Email us your stories about Japan, about anything you want. The Golden Goals Podcast at gmail.com. Um, you can also follow us on Instagram at the Golden Goals and we'll post some pics of Salem and all of that good stuff. Yep. Follow us on iTunes. Yeah. Uh, Rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher or Google Play or wherever it is that you like to listen to your podcasts. Be true to yourself. Don't don't change. We love that. But Mm -hmm. we love you guys. Just do the damn thing. Thank you. I I just really, I can't believe we made it to the fifth episode. I can, but it's very exciting, and we thank you guys for listening, and we look forward to Japan, Mm -hmm. and we're going to miss you, Kylie. No, no. I'll be right back. It's like she never left. (sighs) Just leave your ghost with us. Absolutely, I will. Thank you. Well, all right. Until next time, stay spooky. Ooh. Ooh!